Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Write or Die show. I am your host, Randy Lee Bosla. Today on the show, we have our guest, uh, Chris. Oh, my gosh. I've already forgot how to say it. Can you say it? Chris Demmead. Demmead. There we go. Guys, I even practiced it ahead of time, but memory, you know? Um, so where are you visiting us from? Worcester, Massachusetts. Oh, nice. Did you guys have a lot of snow right now? Nothing right now. Excellent. Us either. It's great. Yeah, Fantastic. no snow right now. Thank goodness. I love your shirt, by the way. So for those of you who are not watching this on YouTube, first off, why not? Um, I was supposed to wear it for a uh, date today, but it got canceled. So Oh, that sucks. But so yeah, it's really it. cool. It's like this black button up shirt, but it's got it's Halloween. It's got like skulls and pumpkins and witches hats. Like it's it's very fun. It's very Halloweeny, which I love because I love horror. So love it. Um, so tell us a little bit about who Chris is. Obviously, you're somebody who likes Halloween stuff. I do. I uh, run a horror radio show over the last 16 years in Worcester, so uh, that's my big thing about Halloween. And then various things I've written, obviously, are pretty horror-related as well, like a lot of Dracula tale. Jen just swapped the cast of Dracula. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, and anything else that we need to know about you? Uh, no. Just always a great tip whenever I've had the same problem you had had or whatever when when I was recording and I like had a cold that wouldn't kill it or whatever my my mouse is over the mute button on myself immediately so that way it's always at the ready when I have to cough. Yeah, I've got my hand like right by the mute button on the microphone. I'm just like gonna... just that way you can just immediately cough and not worry about it. So, or it's like I got a console, I got a radio console right next to me where I can just hit my like right now. <laughs> Yeah, that was the second one, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all good. We'll figure this out as we go. Um, So I always say this to guests. Um, start your story wherever makes um, the most sense for you. Um, and then we'll we'll kind of just take it from there. So you you start us off. Where where should we start? That's better. That way my head's not going to crop out. <laughs> um, start with what? Do you want me to start with your your mental health journey? Where do you want to start? Um, my mental health journey is a combination of um, like why I probably podcast so much and write um, because trying to find a therapist in Massachusetts sucks uh, because they're all so busy, which is 100% truth. Um, so if you're a therapist out there listening, go, oh, I'm not that busy, really, because your website says you're booked out till the end of the earth. Maybe uh, they need to update their websites then. According <laughs> uh, to Blue Cross Blue Shield, you're you are uh, you're booked out. So maybe contact them and be like, "Why are you telling my patients I'm booked out?" <laughs> there you go. Right, I like it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but uh, through that, I'm able to like talk with people about stuff or bring up things that are bothering me or um, just kind of channel it in a positive um, mental attitude through podcasting or writing. Obviously, not everything we talk about when we're podcasting is uh, positive. If we got something criticism to say, then say it. But you know, overall, just it's the way to vent it out there. There's a comic book I'm working on. It's untitled. Um, it's currently being drawn by the artist Katie about two people that met meet at a library in the '90s, and they hit it off. They start dating. They're teenagers in love. '90s. Uh, 19, uh, sorry, uh, I said that. Uh, they're teenagers, and they're like 15 or 16 years old. 
and they start dating. But one of them says to the other person, "You don't want to date me because I sometimes I I you don't want to go out with me because I sometimes try and hurt myself." And that is a hundred percent true fact. Something that some girl said to me when I was um, in uh, high school in the nineties. Uh, met this girl at the library. I had seen a couple times before. And we got to talking and at the end of like our big discussion of whatever it was we were talking about, um, probably our school assignments for the summer. Um, I asked her out and she said, she said that to me. And someone has said to me that that sounds like the most depressing thing ever that somebody would rather be alone um, to hurt themselves and rather be with somebody. Oh my gosh, that's that is so sad. But you know what? There's a little bit of self awareness there for her to realize I don't want to put somebody else through being with me because I know I'm going to do this to myself. Right. So whatever happened to her, I don't know. I mean, it's the, the comic book will say in the very beginning that this is um, this is based on a true story. Yeah. So based on a true story, just like every other based on true story. There's right. So, so no, many no things fiction. are based, but, you know, how loosely based. Yeah, loosely based. But the, the events of the story mostly did happen. Did we ever date? No. But so. Okay. I remember dating somebody actually back in high school which would be early 2000s and them saying oh if you leave me i'm gonna kill myself and i was like oh my gosh yeah and the amount of pressure that puts on a teenager is way too much and my kids um matt had a friend or had that was dating somebody my one kid and he told me that the person said that and i go well you know what I, I hope that they don't, but that is not your problem to stand with them for that. Like they need help. Um, and you can't provide that help as a young teenager yourself. Um my co-host of one of my podcasts said to me, you seem to draw to you damaged people to cling to until they have used you up and then need to move on. Because more than once I have dated somebody, um, and I'm being I'm straight, so I'm mostly talking about women, and I'm sure this applies to women who have dated guys as well. Oh, for um, sure. I'm just I'm just talking from my own perspective. So always we go through the whole the the gender pronouns and everything. I'm just talking about women. Uh, women I have dated have like been, and I I was just like ah, I hated she said that, but hundred percent seems true. That more than one woman I have dated has had some seriously bad mental health issue. And it seemed like I was never dating them to fix them because that's not me. But uh, and I know people have said to me before, it's like, oh, I dated somebody. I felt like I could fix them, but it wasn't going to work. And I was just like, it was not your job to fix them. But I understand why people do that. Anyway, um, they had the range of mental health issues. One was dealing with the trauma of an abusively toxic relationship. One was um, had left somebody at the altar um one was dealing with some bad stuff in their childhood whether it's to the 10th degree you can think of or just you know stuff they carried with them or abusive exes um or somebody killed themselves in their lives um i did i have had this feeling of like people gravitating to me that have had this happen and that's kind of depressing as well because i don't believe in the whole like energy spiritual stuff and things like that i don't know enough about it to comment on it but i understand like people just being like oh your positive energy is what i need right now to get over my messed up whatever it is mm -hmm. um, 
and I even had someone say to me once, oh, well, what if dating you is like the best thing in my life? That's, and that's what I need right now. And I was just like, no. <laughs> and this person had nothing else going on in their life. They didn't have a job. They were living with their parents. They were in the middle of divorce. They didn't have their kids. This is during the pandemic. And I was just yeah. like, it was, and it was the holidays too. And I was just like, I cannot be your person for that whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, I, things, things for me right now are okay. Like we had a huge successful Kickstarter and my job was doing very well. And in fact, I still had it during the pandemic, you know, and things yeah. like that. And I hadn't had COVID yet. So I was doing okay. I could not be this person's like anchor of life. And I felt really bad about that just because it's like, maybe they did need something in them. But then I remember those conversations I've had with people that I've dated or friends of mine. They're just like, I felt like I could fix them. And it was just like, I feel like the only reason I would date this person is to feel like I'm going to be their fixer person when I get those crap together. Yeah. And, and that could be really mentally, mentally draining as well. Oh, for sure. You cannot fix somebody else. Like that's why there's trained professionals, right? I right. mean, you said at the beginning of the show that you uh, had trouble finding a trained professional. Still am. Um, Yes. Yeah. Uh, but that uh, doing your podcasts and stuff and all your different work, it's kind of like therapy. And you know what? I totally agree with that. It's not therapy per se, but when I when I get on the show and I'm talking to talking to the guests, it's therapeutic, right? Like, so, get it out. Someone asked, if you write about female characters, a lot of female characters, because you feel like you're working through your problems, like dating or whatever, or finding a relationship. And I'm like, no, yeah, no. No, I just write about female characters because I like to write about strong female characters. Like somebody I was talking to that I recently met, they re they really they really pointed out how much they enjoy the fact that most of my writing is about female characters. Whether they be like a vampire, a succubus, something, some woman who's badass who doesn't need someone to take care of them. And I'm just like, oh, I guess it's maybe just because that's the person I'm I'm either attracted to or it's just awesome to write about the Xena, the Wonder Woman, the Buffy. Right. Yeah. And not and I'm like I'm not big into writing the damsel in distress. Um. I'm not so, big on reading that. <laughs> no. So I don't think that's some inner psychological whatever. Um, I just think it's just the way I like to write. Um, do I find myself writing more when I'm depressed? Yes and no. Doesn't seem to be a correlation. Um, have I started painting more? Yes. Has the painting's been representation of my depression? Possibly. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. They say I'll make a lot of money. Maybe I won't be depressed anymore. <laughs> well because then you can afford whatever therapist you want I can, ah, there you go. Right? Not money, the money it's not that the fact that money is making me happy of course my debt wiped out would make me very happy but the therapy uh being paid for by my million dollar soul painting yes exactly right M money can't buy happiness but it can buy the things that will bring me happiness yeah like a new car a new motorcycle my right. kids college fund saved up for me taken care of if he wants to go to college things right? like that <laughs> oh my goodness so big news everybody my kid just got into college oh cool sorry i had to share that it's big news <laughs> um so you mentioned depression so let's let's backtrack a little bit and talk about that for a hot second um when you get depressed so you said that you're not sure maybe you write more maybe you don't but you paint more you were saying I've started to only because of somebody I was dating recommended it. Um, and I said, it's something I've been thinking about doing for a while. And now I have like a dozen paintings sitting in a bag somewhere that are finished. So, and then I was just at the five below and I bought some canvas only because it was like two for $5. These large canvases, the size of your monitor. That's, that's awesome. We don't, yeah, we don't get those deals here. I was like, holy crap. 
these are huge. These are like really big. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like the way my hands are at the camera, which I can't figure out how big. My Quite large. Quite yeah. large. Two for five bucks. Couldn't pass it up. So I'm going to put right? those. Nice. And um, have you, have you um, <laughs> also, like, felt I'm the not, difference? I also want to stick them in galleries, not just because of, like I'm trying to show off like how my, <laughs> excuse me, my art represents my depression, but just to be like, I'm a, I'm a, like kept my, my one of my one of my idols and, and, and heroes, Kevin Smith would say, I'm a media whore. So you choose. I'll, I'll find every opportunity to promote myself. Hey, that's what you got to do when you do this kind of stuff. And that's why Kevin Smith is where he is. There you go. By the way, he just admitted that he has depression. He was he checked himself in for a couple weeks. Oh. Yeah, we go back and listen to one of his episodes of Fat Man Beyond. Um, he talks about it. Okay, well, that's pretty cool. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, depression is anybody, everybody, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter what you do. It's it's just a great time. I hope my sarcasm came through with my sore throat there. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so is there any other things that you have tried with to deal with your depression? No. <laughs> well, that was okay. a short answer. No, it's true. Just uh, nothing. I don't do drugs, so I'm not going to. I really don't want to try anything. So I'm very much hard, hard against like chemical balance. Like take a pill and it's gonna. Oh, but I have to take twenty other pills to figure out which one's gonna work for my chemical muckety muck. It works for some people. Doesn't work for everybody. That's what I always I don't say. Go through, I do not want to <laughs> go through the, tr the 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 trouble of trying to figure out like, which one's going to work. It can be a very tricky thing for sure. Yeah. I've um, heard about like, oh, you gain weight, you lose your hair, you lose your libido, you throw up, you whatever. I have not. No, thank you. Why? Oh Please. my goodness! I got lucky. I found the right one very quickly. <laughs> um, my kid was not as lucky. He did have a lot of ups and downs, but. Uh, He's on a good one now, but yeah, it's, it's not an easy path to take and it's not for everybody to take. Right. I'm not telling anyone, this is not advice, even though I call myself Dr. Chris on the radio. Um, <laughs> this is not advice. This is just my own thing. So don't, you know, like, exactly. like, like any warrior feed you read on Reddit, don't take it as a. <laughs> exactly. But have you tried anything else? Like, so a painting, I know that podcasting, you said you love doing that. That's kind of therapeutic. Uh, any, like, do you, have you found like exercising or. No. Anything like that? No? I mean, I exercise, but I don't find it to be like anything changes. Oh, man. That bites. <laughs> so what do you do when you're feeling depressed? Um, I guess it all matters of what it is what it is i'm doing when it happens to it's not a matter of like okay. i'm sitting here yeah I, I had to think about that one for a bit yeah um so um I, it all matters it all depends on where i am and what i'm doing at the time so let's just keep, say say that yeah that makes sense because it's gonna be different if you're sitting at home doing nothing or if you're out and about doing something yeah right it's definitely gonna be different i know i've been out and i feel it and I just, you know, you put on a happy smile and everything's cheery, but really you're just, everything is awful. But I think I just, you know, maybe you should, uh, next step is to uh, maybe become a vigilante and just take out all the bad people. 
Well, there you go. <laughs> that might be very therapeutic. At least I'm doing the world a favor then. Oh my goodness. Or, I mean, have you written about that yet? Obviously uh, a badass chick doing it. No, I, I would write it as a guy. Um, or I could write it as a girl. Um, somebody like throw a monkey wrench into what I've written one time. It was just like, um, oh, you should write it like this because of this, this. And I was like, whoa, way too complicated. You're just throwing all these things in there just to make it more whatever. Let's just keep it to one thing you know yeah it doesn't like you don't need to convolute it with all this oh god um kind of like that lost boys um remake they were going to try and do in the cw before the pandemic i don't know if you ever heard about i know yeah know. look it up they tested horribly because they oh they changed so much about it it became unrecognizable well that's <laughs> the problem right sometimes they try to redo stuff but they, they made it really unrecognizable just like, completely it, different it's not a remake it's now a completely different story Right, or like the I Know What You Did Last Summer. Did you watch that on Prime? Um, I did not, but I do remember the original movies. Yes, so there's a there's a TV series, and it's overly convoluted to the point that it's just like, okay, oh. we get that it's like, okay, someone's killing everyone off from the summer before, but you have added in way too much extra else just to pad out 10 episodes, and thank oh, God geez. it got canceled. Like, it's a so what you're telling me is not to watch it. No, yeah, it's twin sisters, one of which is good, one of which is bad. By good and bad, take it however you want or whatever and the good one puts on the bad one's shirt and gets in the car with her friends and they think it's her and her and her sister just had a fight before so the bad sister goes out on a walk and they accidentally hit and kill her and of course only the sister knows that it's the they think the girl in the car is the good the, the bad sister the, and the good sister is the one they killed and when she goes over her dad her dad said you have to become your sister now oh my god that you is really your, you have to learn how to smoke you have to get tattoos you have to get your nipples pierced and you have to learn how to become a lesbian basically <laughs> and you have to take all her classes at school <laughs> that yeah that sounds a little bit too much so okay so maybe i'm gonna take that off my list oh, oh yeah there's also this like bee honey cult thing that don't ask me <laughs> you cool okay I think I've been, I think I've, I think I hate watched it just to be like, how is this getting any stupider? <laughs> right, there are definitely shows that I'm like, hey, I'm watching this, but this is awful, but I'm still watching it, even though I'm hating it, but I'm watching it. I actually do have a great idea for a, a vigilante story that um, would involve, I guess, mental health, but I don't know, it'd be depression. Somebody takes the sex offender website list and just systematically goes after people in different counties and areas that are on that list that got sent home from prison and they feel like they probably should not have not the people who take a piss in the park or whatever and that's right there which is that's like something that needs to be like that that whole thing needs to be readjusted just a little bit but yeah I've, I've definitely sex in public same in thing public. yeah sex in public same thing you're not a sex offender you're just just don't ever freaking do that just again. choosing a bad place to do it yes yes uh but other stuff we know of things that are not consensually good yeah um, yeah those are bad and my idea was like a vigilante goes after and i was just like i don't know hollywood has never done this before like this i've never but maybe the story has been written before how many books are written right like there's a crazy amount of books out there so it could have been written it's just not one of the popularized ones you know right definitely so yeah hmm. so it's writing and books and oh great segue in <laughs> what are you working on you were you were kind of kind of teasing before we hit record about some project that comic book i talked about yeah so i want to want to share a little bit more that's all i have that's all you got <gasps> okay, yeah, that's so... all i have yeah that's that comic book okay um but that but that comic book um when are you hoping for it to be out do you know or just whenever it's ready 
when it's ready, I'll figure it out. Right now, we're still working on artwork, so I can't even say anything right now. I mean, other okay. than like, I I got five pages I can send to a publisher here and there to be like, hey, this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, I don't have much else to go on with it. Um, there's a documentary TV show I'm working on about deceased comic book writers. Um, that's not a book; that is a TV show. Okay. And then there's a documentary book. There's a documentary book about. Um, my computer's right here where I'm pointing. Um, there's a documentary book, biography, about comic book store owners in the New England area. Um, I just got done writing out the next store. Of course, I found out she just closed her store off in September. Um, I was really like, oh, she was the only female comic book store owner in New England that wasn't co-owning it with her husband. Wow. So her name was the only one on it. Her husband's name was not on it. So it was her store. Yeah. Uh, all the other ones, it's a husband-wife team. So, okay. um, yeah, so unfortunately, but uh, I digress. So that's a biography book that's currently in development. Um, and then Detective Demona is a comic book about a female succubus who's a private investigator in a crime noir story. It's a office story. It's an adventure st action story. It turns into a hardcore mature content story at the end. Okay, so mature audiences only. Got it. Yeah, when you, were, when you start flipping through it, you're just going to be like, oh, okay, this is fine. Oh, there's some blood and violence. Oh, my God, the last couple of Well, I mean, like, you, when you said succubus, adult. I kind of yeah. went, mm, mature audience, I'm oh, thinking. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And is that one out already then? No, it's in the That it's one's in finished. the works. It needs, it needs to get printed or published. Okay, okay. So that one's at least a finished one and working on getting it out there. Yeah, then there's all the Vlada Dracula tale stuff where we gender swap the cast of Dracula. So that's the main stuff. That's all that stuff that uh, has been published as well as anything else I've written, but that's the main thing. Let's just say them yeah, not this going off tangent to too many different projects. Um, <laughs> one thing I've learned in an interview is don't pick apart every, everything someone has written. You'll never get to an interview. Oh, I know. So, you you got to pick and choose or pick one thing to really delve into, right? Right. Like, so these the like Dracula... What? 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 Go ahead. I was just going to say, these Dracula ones, What like, I know you're swapping gender ones. What are they called? A Vlada a Dracula Tale. Okay. And where do people get those ones? Vlada a Dracula Tale, Vlada Chronicles of the Dam, Vlada Tales of the Dam, Vlada Resurrection. It's uh, all in the gender swap Dracula universe, just to simplify it for for you. Um, you can find them on Amazon, Etsy. Um, I think where you are, local conference store might have some copies, but Amazon, Etsy, Barnes and Noble. Um, the main book can be found on Amazon, Etsy, Barnes and Noble. Okay, and those ones are comic books too, or just books? Yes. Oh. All. Nice. Comic um, books and books, comics books, anthology. Um, just go to. Just, best idea is just go to Etsy and buy that right the too. Okay. Well, there you go. That's the easiest way to do it. Um, and tell me a little bit more about your podcast. Um. Which one? I have so many. Let's just pick one. Um, I want to pick it because you said you talk about horror on one of them, right? Uh, it's a mixture depending on what the subject is. The Dead TV podcast talks about uh, canceled TV shows. So we're currently covering Werewolf the Series, which starred John J. York. If you watch General Ho uh, General Hospital. Or yes, I did. <laughs> so if you watch Good Morning America, John was on Good Morning America a few months ago talking about uh, he's leaving General Hospital after being on it for 30 years as Max Scorpio. Max oh. Scorpio. He uh, was diagnosed with cancer, so uh, he, is re he is leaving the show. Um, oh. He was leaving the show to deal with his cancer, but he announced his retirement from the show. I think he's got episodes coming up that will yeah. his character off somewhere. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Um, so he's the star. He was the star of the '87 TV series on Fox called Werewolf the Series. It was an early Fox show with Married with Children and Before the Simpsons. Yeah, things like that. So it was like Fox was a fledging like, what is this network? Hmm. That's kind of cool. How many episodes does that show have? The that, the one it like has one your... season, twenty nine episodes. Okay. <laughs> and we're up to episode fifteen. So we just had Sean Kanan on. He his first acting gig was on that show. Sean Kanan is known as the, um, the 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 bad boy villain from Karate Kid Part Three, and he too has been in soap opera fame for over a thousand episodes. Brave and the Beautiful, and a bunch of other stuff. My aunt yeah. watches that one, or she did during he COVID. Anyway, he looks amazing for his age. And yes, there's a reason why he's on the Brave and the Beautiful. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, is there any last things that you want the audience to know before we wrap up? Um, they can go to the Etsy store to buy the Lada of Dracula tale. That's the only <laughs> thing I can think of. Um, everything else, like I said, is development, so it's not like they can find anything right now. Just yeah. like you know. So can they follow you any place so that they can stay up to date with all of these uh, projects? Uh, same thing, the Vlad of the Dragon the Tail social media. The Radio Power social media unfortunately got taken over by hackers and is gone on Facebook, which oh. sucks. Yeah, don't, I just, ugh, you have no idea. Uh, so that's how Facebook met a business and they spammed everyone with porn in my contact list. So yeah, and Facebook is terrible about getting, like, keep things back to people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's Twitter as well, or X, whatever it's called now. Um, yeah. Christy SAV Radio Horror on uh, Instagram. Sorry, um, but the Vlad Out does have a Facebook, Twitter, Dracula page, and the Radio Horror Instagram kind of covers all that. Excellent. If you type a Radio Horror on, like you'll find like a bunch of different links. The website's RadioHorror.wordpress.com and has links to the YouTube as well. So I gotta take the Facebook link down off of there because it's some picture of a woman and says Facebook Meta. It's trying to be Facebook. It's trying to be a fake. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's a YouTube with all my interviews on there. Uh, Radio Horror. We just posted an interview with the people behind the Evil Dead musical in Boston. <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay, guys. In, in so, Boston. Not the, the, not the big one in Vegas. The Evil Dead musical. I just have to say. Well, so me and my husband, we've now been together 16 years. He hates all things horror. Okay. So when we first started dating, and I love musicals. We first started dating. I was, I saw the Evil Dead musical coming. I needed somebody to go with. And I was like, hey, do you want to see this? He had no idea what the Evil Dead was. Okay. So he was like, sure, whatever. He didn't know it was a horror series at all. Granted, the musical is a spoof and it's hilarious, but uh -huh. he, had, he had no idea. So we go. Um, One of my all-time favorite musicals, and it's actually coming back to Canada next this year. So I'm waiting for the tickets to go on sale so I can get them. Um, but we saw it in Toronto. So funny, hilarious, amazing. The songs are great. I have them on my Spotify playlist. Like they're just, it's awesome. Um, mature content, just gotta say. Um, and then oh. my husband goes and finds out that the evil dead, because I said, Oh, I want to find the movies. He goes, Oh, there's movies? And I'll go, Yeah. And I'm telling him about that. He goes, So there's no talking moose? I go, No, there, there's no talking moose, honey. He goes, But the, it's not funny. I go, No, no, honey. It, it's like murder and demons and blood and he goes, I don't want to see that. <laughs> um, yeah, more or less, it is. Yeah. Um, they do the spray can and stuff. Um, I mean, this one is also done like some type of like 3D HD way. Um, it's not a lot of sets. 
it's like a turn-based kind of yeah system. it's awesome it's so good it was very very weird um i was the only one in the audience serious oh my our, ours well, was for press cool. night for press night i was the only one there oh okay yeah it was the only press but... person that could show up apparently i was shocked i had the whole place myself when i got there they were like so you know you're, you're the first press guy here very unusual because uh, we're starting in like 25 minutes and we thought we'd have more. And then by the time they were about to start, I was the only person in the audience. It was the dress rehearsal, the final night dress rehearsal. They did everything they were going to do in a regular performance, the exception of they didn't put the spray cannons on because I was sitting in the back of the audience. I really didn't want to. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was that was strange. That's so weird. But if, if you have the opportunity to see it, it's hilarious. I absolutely loved it. We're going again. <laughs> Our kid is, our youngest is now 17, so we're going to bring him this time. Cool. Um, and we're going to sit in the splatter zone <laughs> this cool. time. So it's going to be awesome. Um, not too many people have ever heard about it. So when you brought it up, I was like, oh my gosh, yep. oh, that musical. Um, We've covered it before. Uh, we played the soundtrack once upon a time when we were on really late. So we get away with some of the language, but now we're on a little earlier. We're not able to play the soundtrack. But uh, yeah, I've yeah. Had, uh, I had people on for the Vegas show many, 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 many years. So that would be lots of time, like young Jay York's first interview. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, I digress. Yeah, I digress all the time, but oh, one of my favorites. Um. So anyway, as we're wrapping up, um, be sure to check out the links in the description down below, uh, so you can quickly, easily go and follow Chris and and keep up to date on all the stuff and go and uh, get the already out there stuff my brain just paused <laughs> yeah my uh, dracula tale over on amazon or etsy um so if you have an amazon account if you don't like amazon then go to my etsy store i get more money from etsy than i do amazon so, oh well there you go yeah or ask your local comic book store to carry it and they can get it from me so that's even better because then yeah. you're support supporting a local comic book store as well they're supporting the local comic store i me just spreads the word out there Hey, that's support. Sometimes that's that's all you need. Um, so if, thank you the, if you're in the Massachusetts, there's places that carry like that's entertainment. So. Yeah. Uh, so thank you again so much for being on the show. And uh, <laughs> check out the links in the description down below. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button if you haven't already. I don't know why you wouldn't. That's just crazy. So do that. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, hit the follow button. Do all those, you know, things that you do. Um, and we will talk to y'all next time. Bye.